This week on Glistening Particles. When I started reading up on building mental strength is to do things outside your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when I started doing things which I thought would be difficult, like learning music and running. This is Glistening Particles, and I'm Jane, your host. I like to hear inspiring stories for people that I barely know and share them with you, and that's what we do here. I never know how it's going to go. I never know what they're going to say, but it's always a good story. Hey, listeners, this is a special series for the Great Cycle Challenge, where I'm hoping to shine light on some of the riders participating in this amazing fundraiser for Children's Cancer Research Fund. Did you know over 15,700 American children are diagnosed with cancer every year, and sadly, 38 children die every week? These riders are in there giving their time and effort to help change that number and change that story. So if you get a chance, go out and donate, and please support this incredible fundraising effort. Thank you. Hi, everyone. In this episode, I'm talking with Dennis. And like many of the stories you'll hear through the Great Cycle Challenge series, Dennis had his own cancer diagnosis, and it turned out to be the disruptor he needed in his life to change his habits. Since then, he's run marathons, he's been doing a ton of biking, eating differently, and basically going after the things in life that he wanted. His life changed from that cancer diagnosis, and today he's healthy and vibrant and ready to take on anything. Here's Dennis. Hi, Dennis. Welcome to Glistening Particles. Hi, Jane. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to have you here as part of the Great Cycle Challenge mini-series that I'm doing here for the Great Cycle Challenge of 2019. And let's start with um, how did you end up being involved in this ride? So I've always... um... You know, when I was a child, I've always loved to ride bikes. And um, growing up in, I grew up in England, and uh, biking was pretty big when I was a kid. But then for years, I stopped riding and uh, studied, and went, moved to India, finished up my studies, and then came. You know, I had actually a bike accident on a motorbike, so my foot mm-hmm. got injured, and that was really the end of any kind of sports for me, or so I thought at that. Point and I was mm-hmm. just concentrating on work and life and biking kind of never existed in my life until um, uh, 2013 I was diagnosed with a stage 3 Hodgkin's lymphoma and I had to go through six months of chemo uh, and surgery um, and after coming out of that in December 2013 I decided that I have to somehow get healthy but I, mm-hmm. at that point I could barely walk and um, I just started walking wow. slowly. Uh, I, I had gained. I thought I would lose weight, uh, but I actually 
I was supposed to lose weight even before cancer, and then mm-hmm. after cancer with the steroids, I ended up putting another 30 pounds. So I had oh. about 45, 50 pounds to lose uh, just to become healthy again. So in 2014, just by walking, um, I was doing that for months, and um, I had a reaction to one of the um, chemo drugs called bleomycin. Interestingly, um, I was warned about that drug because it causes lung toxicity. And Lance Armstrong, who was a biker, I read his book, and he went through cancer, he never took that drug. So I realized that, okay, I've got these uh, reactions towards the chemo. I'll be lucky if I I can even walk again. Um, But just, I changed my diet and just stuck to walking. And after that, for about five or six months, without any, any noticeable weight change, I was just concentrating on trying to get back into health. But that summer, after about six months, I started noticing uh, increases in my fitness, so I switched over to the elliptical. And I was doing that for another six months, so I ended up losing about 60 pounds in 2014. So in 2015, uh, I was out on one of the trails, and I was thinking, well, what should I do? Because all the gyms are closed, so I decided, okay, well, maybe I'll just go for a run. And I thought... I could, at that point, I thought I could never run because of my leg injury, but I was surprised how easily I could run. Oh and then so, I, so I started running, and then I decided, well, I've always liked to bike, so I just purchased a hybrid bike uh, in 2015, and uh, cheap bike, and I started doing some bike rides. And that's when I uh, you, you know, heard about the Great Cycle Challenge, but each time I signed on, I was never, I never really considered myself a biker. But over the next few years, I bought a road bike and, um, you know, my health just went up. I just started getting healthy and healthy. I ran my first half marathon in under two hours. That was my first race. And um, that's amazing. That's how I got. Well, it's interesting because uh, I was learning about mental strength and to build a mental strength because when you take chemo, you always have to worry about the chances of relapse. The constant checks and everything, it, it takes a toll on cancer survivors and doing something good for others, whether it's a great cycle challenge or helping out other cancer survivors on support groups on Facebook, um, that actually helped me mentally as well. But the other thing that uh, when I started reading up on building mental strength is to do things outside your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when I started doing things which I thought would be difficult, like learning music and running. But when I started focusing on things which were outside my comfort zone, things that I thought would be hard, biking was something that I always loved. So I started doing these longer bike rides and did a couple of century bike rides and I mm-hmm. just got to enjoy biking. That's an amazing story. I mean, I love the way that you, it's almost like that, that illness was a disruptor for you to really change your life for the better in so many ways. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, there are a couple of things. I remember when I was growing up as a child, while I used to bike as a kid, I liked it. The things that I was not good at, I was really bad at playing musical instruments. I think I used to be selected uh, just out of pity to play on the band. I used to play the trumpet, and I was just really bad at it. And running as well, I gave up so quickly. Uh, you, you know, when I used to run, because I was, I was always in the back. I, I could never make the team. I could never make the cutoff. I was just a, and 
it you know my I was I guess my brain always told me okay I'll never be a good musician I will never be a runner so all these years I was just listening to what my brain was saying so when I started working on mental strength I started not listening to my brain so I decided to start learning the electric guitar uh, I started running and I you know so I was not really listening to my brain I was just focusing on increase my pace and running and ironically that helped me in the things that. I was actually good at as in biking so it gave me another challenge because much as I love to bike ride for me a bike ride of 50 miles is not really a workout it's more like a relaxation but you know when you're married and you have family you can't exactly go for four hours at a stretch every day so uh, in fact the first time that I took my bike out in I last rode a century ride in September of 2018 and after that I never, because, you know, winter came, I never took my bike out. Mm-hmm. Till, um it was one week before another century ride. I just took my bike out just to see if it's in a condition. It's in condition. I, I rode 27 miles to see if I could ride. Um, and this was, I think, on March, uh, I'm sorry, um, April 21st. And one week after that, I rode a century bike ride. So I've literally just three bike rides in September 2018, and two of them have been... Um, uh, over a hundred miles. I'm by no means a bike rider, mm-hmm. but any bike ride that I do uh, to enjoy it, I have to do around between fifty and a hundred miles. So I, I really enjoy it. That's amazing. So basically, you've made fitness, staying fit, such a part of how you live your every day. Is that I mean, like explain that how you go from I just pulled my bike out and a week later rode a hundred miles. Exactly. So I, I realized that. Um, I think the best way to put it was for one year, I was not really, you know, I just wanted to be healthy and live a normal life. So I was doing two things. One was cardio and one was strength, 30 minutes of each. But just like taking a shower, brushing your teeth, I used to do it every day and then take one day rest. So essentially, I was doing some kind of fitness activity every day since 2014. And uh, it almost becomes just like a daily habit. So one day that I don't get to work out, either I have to force myself to take rest, but the feeling is the same as not taking a shower. You just can't wait <laughs> to get back at it. So I actually have to force myself to rest. I'm lucky that at work I can get to, you know, take my lunch break and go to the gym. We have a gym downstairs, and I just do the elliptical and I do weights. So consistently doing that every day means that I can transition into if I wanted to run a half marathon, Next week, I could pretty easily do that. All I need to do is stop running for three days before the race and then go run the race. Same with the bike ride. All I really needed to do because I was doing these daily fitness activities every day was essentially not to ride or not to do any exercise on Wednesday and then Thursday, Friday, take complete rest and then go and just ride on Saturday. Um, so um, I actually did 103 miles and I was not really that tired after the ride either. Um, interestingly, there was a thunderstorm. So I had to bike in the rain, and it was oh. got completely drenched. Uh, but uh, I completed the ride, and it was uh, pretty rewarding. Um, but at the same time, I realized that much as I love to bike ride, I can't do four-hour bike rides every day. I have to limit my exercise to one hour every day. Right. I know. Isn't that crazy? Like some people are like, I hate exercise. I never want to do it. And I'm like, can I just go ride for two hours every morning? That would be so awesome. Yeah. Like my active meditation, it's where I sort of clear my brain, you know? 
Yeah, and uh, a lot of people have told me about you should start meditating. And for me, it's like, you, you know, because I'm at work, I actually use the time. So when I'm exercising, I'm actually brainstorming. So uh, it's uh, that's kind of my... Uh, I'm a, I'm a multitasker, so I end up going to the gym, catching up on the news, and mm-hmm. brainstorming ideas in my head as I work out. Mm-hmm. And it actually helps me in my work day, you know, going back to work helps me be more creative. So I've actually, um, you know, one of the other things that was outside my comfort zone was speaking at conferences or public speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, but because it helped me in my work, uh, the program that I did at work got an industry awards, and now I've become a speaker. So I'm actually doing well at work and, uh, you know, speaking at various conferences as well. So um, overall, um, yeah, cancer has uh, given me a new realization to make, uh, you know, get out of my comfort zone. So you talked about, and I, first of all, I just love every bit of this story because this is all Thanks. how I, I um, luckily, and I feel so grateful, did not go through a cancer experience, but I went through another life-changing experience right. that sort of woke okay. me up into going, wait, what am I doing? You know, so um, I totally, all the things you're saying, I think we've probably traveled some similar paths, only you're going a lot farther distance than me. <laughs> um, but I was wondering um, if there, when you said about learning about mental strength, if there were any certain books or um, leaders in that area that, that really resonated with you, that helped you to inspire you? Yes, it's a, uh, interesting that you brought that up. So in, uh, in 2000, I think 15, while I was on my fitness journey, um, there's an author called Amy Morin, and she uh, wrote an article on LinkedIn, and it, the article went viral. So I was one day at work, and our group executive sent this email. The article was called, and you can do a Google search, it's called 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do. And I read that article. She did a TED Talk on that, didn't she? Yes, oh, she, did. Okay, yeah, she okay. did. Yeah, she did. So... Um, uh, so I, I saw that article, it really related to me, I thought, wow, how does uh, such an article, have? I mean, I, I do a lot of reading, but that really made a significant impact. And I actually reached out to the author, you know, just like you reached out to me and gave me the opportunity to speak, uh-huh. I told her about how much that helped me. And we kind of got corresponding and um, we kept in touch on and off and we connected on uh, LinkedIn. And interestingly, you know, by that time I reached out to her, she had already published, this was, you know, the after the article went viral, she got, she published her first book. Mm-hmm. And she actually wanted me to participate in, she was writing her second book at that time, 13 Things Mentally Strong Parents Don't Do. And right. uh, I, I was on her group and she was looking for people. I said, sure, I'd love to do that. So my daughter and I did a summer project working with the publisher on you know giving recommendations and feedback on her book similar to the podcast that you're doing um but in a group in a a group format and that really gave me uh much more insights into you know from a publisher's perspective and from a mental strength expert's perspective on the other aspects of mental strength so that really focused on you know building more mental strength as in you know cutting out the negative thoughts, focusing on, you know, the positive things, doing things outside your comfort zone, uh, just those simple exercises that uh, anyone can uh, do on a day-to-day basis that doesn't require a high investment or drastic changes to their lifestyle, just making these small steps, um, you know, similar to, you know, 30 minutes of exercise every day. Right. Uh, It's um, all about the habit, really. Like even what you said about um, the shower, 
That's a trick I used for myself at one point when I was in training for something. I'm like, if I don't do my workout, I don't get a shower. And that was a real deal breaker for me. So I'm like, yes. okay, fine. I mean, a couple of times when I didn't get the shower, I'm like, yeah, this doesn't feel good. I'm going to have to go back to working out. So um, I like that idea. And then once I was done with that training thing, it was like, I couldn't undo that habit. It was, it had become part of who I was for quite a long time. And so it's interesting to see how just making the effort to develop the habit can have such an impact. And you're definitely um, illustrating how just making one positive life change can be a catalyst for so many more that we don't even imagine at the time. Yes. So it's a beautiful story, man. And one of the things I realized was it's not just, uh, you know, for the health wise, but because I take, uh, you know, in my previous life before I got cancer, I was healthy, but I still had high cholesterol. I was on medication for high cholesterol, but I thought that was my only, uh, you know, thing that uh, um, was off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, my sugar was borderline. But after doing exercise, because I do these, um, uh, you know, I have to take regular blood checks, and sometimes my numbers were off. After mm-hmm. I started exercising, all my numbers were perfect. I felt good. Um, mm-hmm. I was able to focus more. I was able to work harder. So overall, it just made me, you know, just like a shower makes you feel clean. It just made me feel really good oh. doing it. Um, so, you know, again, it was more relaxing to me. And that even if I have a busy day, I just stop, go to the gym, clear my head, work out, brainstorm, and then get back to work. And that has actually made me more productive at work as well. Um, I'm sure so it's it almost flows like into a, everything. It flows into everything, like relationships and work and health and everything. So, way to go! And what a what an, I'm seriously super inspired by you, I, especially you. the fact that you ended up like it, the way it kept growing, and you're part of that book. I'm I need to get that book. I keep thinking about that. So, yes. Speaking of, let's hop into a couple minutes about the ride. So, who are are you riding for? Anyone in particular? No, not not really. I'm, I, th- I think I'm blessed that um, I, I think I'm probably one of the few that I know personally um, that has gone through cancer, especially with mm-hmm. kids, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it's just basically for other survivors. The reason why I'm writing uh, is to show others that, um, you know, if, for someone going through cancer, they think, well, what is my life going to be after cancer? Can I? Because that's what I was fearful of. Mm-hmm. Can I walk? Can I lead a... Um, healthy life what about the uh, you know the fears which I had about leading a normal life how does it affect me financially how does it mm-hmm. affect me you, you know doing this ride is essentially when people ask me why I'm doing this ride I can you know obviously I, I don't put it out there but when I talk to people I tell them that uh, hopefully to inspire other cancer survivors so mm-hmm. um, I actually post the ride on my group and um uh, well, it's not really, you know, fundraising is not one of my strengths. I'm really not looking um, to raise funds. That's almost a bonus, but I'm actually looking for people to be inspired that to see what others are doing. I would prefer, a good outcome, to show that there can be such a good outcome. Right. right. I, I get more comfort in supporting other people versus expecting someone to support me in something, if that makes sense. Oh, I um, um, it's always good to support other people um, for the things that they do. I mean, this is just something that I enjoy doing. Uh, mm-hmm. So I really shouldn't be doing it uh, um, for any uh, anything else. Uh, just want to inspire other cancer survivors. Well, it's a very inspiring story. So 
to give people um, one more chance to get to know you a little bit better, can yeah. you tell me three random facts about yourself? Yeah, I have a lot of random facts. Uh, let's see, three <laughs> random things. Um, I've grown up in the three different countries. My schooling was in England, and then I was in India for 16 years, and then I came to the U.S. So I'm really this uh, cultural mix. I enjoy uh, traveling to different places. One of the things that I love is uh, absorbing myself in local cultures, whether it's in Greece or Italy or in India. You go there and you just live the way they do versus trying to be a tourist. Oh, I love that too. That's how um, I, I don't want the touristy things. I just want to go like live in a house and be part of it. Right. Uh, and the second thing, which is kind of related the, almost to the first thing is that um, this is the long, I mean, I'm in Columbus, Georgia, and this is the longest I've been here since 2002. And I've moved, this is the longest time I've been in one city. So I'm always thinking of the time for a change. I've always oh. just like moved, you know, almost like a gypsy moving from place to place. But mm-hmm. uh, now that I have a daughter who's in high school, I have to wait for her to uh, go to college and then decide where the next move is going to be. I'm kind of on that same plan, waiting for my son to go and then I'm out. <laughs> So what's the third one? Yeah, yeah, and the third one is, uh, yeah, I mean, the line of work that I'm in, um, it's, it's um, you know, I was in a manufacturing company and um, I had my MBA degree and I was doing a totally different line, but I decided to change into a new field called information security without knowing much. And as soon as I changed fields, um, about uh, less than two months later, as soon as I joined my new job, I was diagnosed with cancer. So it was a, a you know a new job, new career, new everything, and uh, um, I, you know I've all, I had to make a lot of changes personally, but um, I've uh, enjoyed every bit of it. Uh, the experience, uh, uh, you know, a new career, and then uh, helping other people as well uh, get through cancer. Um, I do participate in numerous cancer groups and. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell about uh, the questions that they should ask their doctors, the things that I wish I had asked. I actually uh, network with a lot of doctors right now, oncologists, just to pick their brains and get more information. Um, and I share that information with groups and um, follow the latest trends in cancer research. A lot of the medicines which I was taking five years ago, they don't administer those medicines anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, simply because not just the input from the doctors, but inputs from patients going through these groups and the collective efforts of groups, uh, you know, to uh, make an impact in the medical industry. You know, you have to wonder what your outcome would have been if you were still at your other job. So you didn't have this like excitement of something new and um, maybe some of the influences there. So it it is so interesting that way we seem to be where right where we need to be. Yeah, yeah, everything happens at the you know the right time. So Mm -hmm. uh, I think looking at the brighter side and focusing on the positive versus the negative and taking small steps—that's what I tell anyone that's going through cancer or anything else. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, focus on uh, what you can control and not worry about what you can't control, Mm -hmm. and just take small steps. That's a great story. I really enjoyed hearing about this. So, where can people find your donation page if they'd like to go out and donate yeah my my donation page is greatcyclechallenge.com slash writers slash dennis my first name so i guess um, i had registered years ago and managed to get my first name so it's pretty easy to find nice i didn't get that luxury and uh, <laughs> so um how many years have you done the ride actually i don't think i asked that 
Um, so I've actually done the ride. This is my oh, almost since I, I it was coincidental that almost since I started riding, I um, um, you know I got this invitation and I used to do those rides. But this is the first time that I've actually actively gone out for. Um, donations in the past i was just writing and really putting it out there but i was not really active on social media so i don't think many people saw it mm. um, saw my right posting uh, just because I, I was not really active on social media so this oh, time gotcha. i'm uh, getting a little more active again that's out of my comfort zone right it's a pretty amazing group i tell you every time i get on that facebook page normally i'm not a fan of facebook but i love being in the you know this positive environment of all the riders yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned that because one of the, you know, and my field is information security. And when you talk about mental strength, there's a lot of negativity on social media mm-hmm. based on what people post. And for the longest part, I was the only reason why I was in Facebook was for these support groups and mm-hmm. participate. I mean, those really helped me after. I wish I had had it while I was going through chemo. I only I got off social media completely while I was going through treatment just to focus on my health. And um, once I got back on Facebook back in something like 2014, I started discovering these groups and I saw that there was a lot of things that people really did not know. And I started posting these things about what I went through and questions to ask the doctors and Mm -hmm. uh, more about awareness because one of the simple example was everyone told me I would lose weight. But because of the steroids, I ended up putting on weight. Uh, And those were the things which I was telling people about, be prepared to put on weight and that will affect you mentally as well. So don't Mm -hmm. be overly worried. Things like that. And then I used to tell them to ask questions to their doctors. But that's why I really like, there's a positive aspect of Facebook. And that's why I decided to get more active on Facebook. But with that being said, there's still a lot of negativity out there if, you're not part of these groups and just looking at when somebody else takes their vacation and things like right. that. So, you know, it does affect some people negatively, obviously. Right. I mean, it, it is right now my feed is um, probably 50% or more of this and about 25% podcasting and then just a few friends. Yeah. So it seems like I'm in a good lane right now for Facebook, but it does take a little bit of curation, you know, it does. It does. And you know, again, thank you for the opportunity, you know, for me, what you're doing is something that I would love to do the way you're able to inspire people by podcast. You know, for me, it's, uh, there's just so much going on in terms of, you know, my parents are in India, uh, you know, I traveled to India looking after their health, um, uh, my job, uh, you know, my, our daughter, mm-hmm. life, life gets so busy that sometimes you don't get the chance to do these things. So I'm always, you know, thank you for the opportunity. Oh, I'm uh, so happy and, to have you here. And I think we just all find our way to contribute at the time. And then, Sometimes that changes, you know, who knows, maybe you'll be doing a podcast in two years, all about a cancer survivor. So. Yeah, I'll be definitely getting out of my comfort zone for that as well. <laughs> well listen, yeah. uh, it will be a thrill to watch you as you proceed through the month of June doing all of your rides. And I really appreciate your time today and sharing your story. It's been wonderful. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jane. Look forward to uh, hearing how, uh, you know, seeing other podcasts and going to your site as well. I know, it's going to be exciting. It is, well, take, it take is. Care. Okay. Thank you. Bye. If you're like me, that conversation makes you kind of look at your own life and go, where am I saying, no, I'm not that, or no, I can't do that. Like some story I made up a long time ago just because of life. And so many of those things are sort of percolating in my mind and I can't wait to go after them. Meanwhile, 
Um, if you like these stories, please keep listening to them because we're going to have quite a number of them through the month of June. And go out to their pages and donate. And if you get a chance, swing on over to the place on iTunes where you can rate things or leave comments or even co- email me. Tell me what you think of these. Jane at glisteningparticles.com. Whatever way you want to go, let people know. This is a big cause and we're hopefully making a difference, making a dent in the um, Children's Cancer Research Fund and helping them get their work done and save the kids. With that, take care, everyone. See you next time. So, are you following your passion, inspiring people, and willing to share your story? Then find me, because that's what I do. And remember, keep up with all the news by visiting glisteningparticles.com and signing up for the newsletter where you'll get the inside scoop on where I'll be wandering next, some guest updates, and the latest random acquaintance story. For up-to-the-moment shenanigans, follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you see me post from down the road at your local diner, be sure to drop everything and come say hi, because I love to meet the listeners. Until next time, keep shining. Keep shining.